Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. It's an incredibly important message that most Christians don't get in their entire lifetime. The invisible war on the saints. It is absolutely real. And some have been taken down that dark path and kind of wonder, where do we go from here? There are many steps to freedom. If you're under attack in some way by the enemy, my friend, do not let him win. You don't have to do that. Have you had a chance to listen to any of the Invisible War on the Saints video? Invisible War on the Saints. 36 very powerful messages. Yours truly. It is great. We have experienced a lot of trouble in the last few decades and came out on the other side victorious in Jesus. Invisible War on the Saints. You need it. What in the world is going on? Just a further sign that it is a crazy, mixed-up world. <laughs> Joe Biden, who shouldn't even be in the White House, is taking victory laps again. A guy that's been such a loser. Worst president ever. Well, maybe Jimmy Carter. Biden, on an international trip scheduled for just days after the midterm, looked like it would offer an escape hatch for him to get away, allowing him to jet far away as he faced what many thought would be a crushing verdict from the voters, and he needed a little R&R. Instead, this journey, which included Egypt, Cambodia, Indonesia, turned into an all-round-the-world victory lap at its party time. Biden spent the trip making congratulatory calls to Democrats who fared far better than expected in the midterms, emboldening him during three global summits where he pushed for stronger action on climate change, oh boy, closer economic ties to Asia, and a greater condemnation of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Joe, the loser Biden. Unbelievable. And this can't hurt the Democrats. We'll see how it all turns out. But on the other side of the fence, Donald Trump donors are already exhausted, they're saying. And uh, there's something to that. Criminal probes, they say they're going to go on. And maybe the Donald will be campaigning from jail. Wow. Mike Pompeo, one of uh, Trump's key men in days gone by, said America needs a leader who doesn't claim being a victim. We don't want to hear any part of that, he said. Mike Pence from Indiana, Christian, uh, he said Trump is so yesterday. Wow. And the DeSantis bandwagon out of Florida is gaining momentum with each passing hour. This is going to be interesting in the days ahead. Aren't you glad you're saved and knowing God is in control? Absolutely. And this is interesting. Typically, people who are being investigated by dozens, and I mean dozens of global authorities, about the shady, potentially criminal circumstances, which could be the worst ever in the whole world for their collapsed company, don't normally talk off the cuff and kind of joke. And uh, But then there's Sam Bankman-Fried. Ever heard of him? Former CEO of STX, FTX, just an arm of the Democratic Party. And it's tied to Ukraine and all oh, this is just an unbelievable story. He's been tweeting explanations of how he messed up so much, giving candid interviews to media outlets, and his lawyers are going crazy. What is this guy up to? 
And by the way, somehow billions and billions of dollars have just disappeared. He funneled up to $40 billion into the Democratic Party somehow. Totally illegal. It is just bizarre. <laughs> I never heard of the guy before, you? I keep telling you, it's just hard to keep up without a scorecard. And even with it, sometimes you don't know. And this is part of the New America. Okay, speaking of moron, recently an ordained United Methodist who has a campus ministry there in Colorado blogged this. He talks about what he disbelieves as a self-described progressive Christian. Friends, Jesus isn't God. He didn't die for your sins. Jesus wasn't killed instead of you. God isn't wrathful or vindictive. There isn't a hell other than the one that we create here on this earth. Going to heaven after we die isn't what the faith of salvation is all about. God didn't write the Bible. He also said, I do believe that Jesus was divine in the way that you and I are divine, and that he's the second person of the Trinity. Christians rightfully honor and celebrate Jesus as a unique and fully incarnate manifestation of God. I don't believe that he's literally God, at least not what most people tend to mean by that word. We live and move and have our being in God, so did Jesus. The Trinity is a beloved Christian poem of whom God is to us. But poems don't literally define things. Like all art and theology, they point to what is beyond them. And he offered an updated version of liberal Christianity. Progressive Christianity isn't progressive politics. Progressive Christianity is the postmodern influence evolution of historic mainline liberal Protestant Christianity, and as the heir of the social gospel movement. It first took on that name in 2000. It draws from process theology, liberation theology, feminist, womanist, and echo theologies as well. His column is succinct and informative about the current version of liberal Christianity. I've observed across my last three decades of engagement with church controversies that the old modernist Protestant liberalism is mostly dead. It defines science and rationality while dismissing supernatural things. Jesus wasn't truly divine, wasn't born of a virgin, didn't physically arise from the dead, and doesn't sit at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. There were no miracles. The afterlife was unknown and or unimportant. Christianity primarily was about ethics and justice. So the beliefs, or I guess lack of belief, with this described United Methodist campus minister are far too similar to the old Protestant modernism to have any widespread appeal. Good news to an extent, but also sad news as liberal theology in all forms by denying or minimizing the gospel's full message and power has typically and tragically crippled or killed churches across America and well-intentioned ministerial careers. Of course, God, the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rule as both judge and Savior. And this is so much more than some beloved Christian poem. All of the things mentioned before are absolutely heretical and wrong. Jesus did die for my sins. He did die instead of me. God is wrathful. There is a hell. I am going to go to heaven after I die. And faith, salvation, its what the Bible is all about. 
for God did write the Bible. More news right after this. It's good news for you and me. God loves impossible circumstances. He works to solve them in such a way that only He can get the glory and the credit. The primary reason He strips us of self-reliance is so that our lives will absolutely glorify Him. When we depend solely on Him for all our needs, wants, and desires, I think God is blessed. Still, He seeks to eliminate any hint of human pride. The Apostle Paul was an immensely educated man, yet he knew his knowledge and ability were nothing in the eyes of God. If he accomplished anything, it was by God's power through the Holy Spirit. In Philippians, I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what the situation you're facing, God will be your helper. When the odds are stacked against you, run to Jesus. Let him be your strength and strong tower. Psalm 18. Then, too, you're going to say with Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What goes around comes around. 30 years of increasingly liberal attitudes toward gay sex could be coming to an end in the world after the number of people who said they considered it wrong rose for the first time since the AIDS crisis. Back in 1987, when every household received a leaflet warning, don't die of ignorance, nine out of ten people thought there was something wrong with sexual relations between two adults of the same sex. Every year since, tolerance has increased, but now a number of people believing there is nothing wrong with gay sex has fallen, leaving a third of the population in some way opposed to all of this, and rightly so. And with that, how can this be then? Federal protection for same-sex marriage. going to be law. Yesterday, the Senate advanced legislation to recognize same-sex marriage federally. This is unbelievable. With bipartisan support from 12 GOP senators. Where's my gun? This puts it on track to become law while Democrats still hold the House of Representatives. Same-sex marriage. I mean, it's just, it's just hard to fathom is already the law of the land thanks to a Supreme Court precedent, but language used in overturning Roe v. Wade called its future into question, and again, rightly so. Support from unexpected corners, including the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, shows just how much has changed since the 1996 passage of the Defense of Marriage Act, which this would officially repeal. Federal protection. Same-sex marriage. Mm-mm-mm. Elon, what's happening now? He says Twitter's going to become extremely hardcore. What? He gave remaining employees an ultimatum by 5 p.m. today that they can choose to keep working at Twitter for long hours at high-intensity rates or give up their job and collect three months' severance pay. At the same time, Musk demanded Twitter employees crank up the heat He's been musing about shifting away from his own leadership roles. Yesterday, a Tesla board member said Musk had considered, well, he has anyway, finding a successor to lead the automaker. And Musk himself said that he would eventually hand over the reins of Twitter to yet another CEO. Really? That mess in Poland, what is uh, Zelensky and 
Ukraine pulling off here. Let's go to Third World War, United States. They've attacked a NATO. No, they did not. NATO member Poland said that the missile strike that killed two people there on Tuesday was launched by Ukraine as it tried to defend itself from Russian shelling. Well, you know, we're sending billions and billions to Ukraine, and somehow this is all tied to the Democratic Party. It's a bizarre thing. Our money helping the Democrats? The incident's still being investigated, but the preliminary finding that the missile did not come from Russian forces helped ease fears that NATO would be drawn directly into a conflict which would be World War III and the United States would have to get involved. Zelensky said absolutely it was from Russia. No, it was not. It was from Ukraine. He's lying. Republicans won control of the U.S. House on Wednesday, returning the party to power in Washington and giving conservatives leverage to blunt President Biden's agenda and spur a flurry of investigations. That should be interesting. And who's going to lead all of that? Kevin McCarthy from California. He celebrated, but they say he could have problems even within his own party. There are some that just don't like him. There's a new health study out there. Drinking large amounts of fruit juice may raise your risk of cancer, according to a big study which has found a link between the regular consumption of all kinds of sugary drinks and the likelihood of developing that disease. That study was carried out in France. It's the first substantial piece of research to find a specific association between sugar and cancer. Sugary drinks such as colas and lemonade and energy drinks have been linked to obesity, which is the cause of cancer, but the French researchers suggest that there could also be other reasons that sugar triggers it. That study finds association with cancer is just as strong with fruit juices as it is with any cola. When the group of sugary drinks was split into 100% fruit juices and other sugary drinks, the consumption of both beverage types associated with a higher risk of overall cancer. Hmm. And let's get ready for Thanksgiving. We're going to go with the cranberry. That's going to be our contribution this year. 16-pound turkey costs 21% more per pound than last year. Potatoes, pie crust, canned pumpkin, stuffing, all that stuff going way up. The only holiday staple whose price went down? Fresh cranberries. Volunteer like we have to make the cranberry sauce. Other trivial notes? Disney World. Hiking prices? New prices won't kick in till December the 8th, and tickets for visits through the end of the year can be reserved today at current prices. Mariah Carey, known as the Queen of Christmas, in everybody's heart, they said, but not by the law. She has been denied her bid to trademark Queen of Christmas after another singer objected. Thoughts from here, there, and everywhere. Any man who says he's an American, but something else also, isn't an American at all. We have room for but one flag, the American flag. We have room but for one language here, and that's the English language. And we have room but for one sole loyalty, and that's the loyalty to the American people. President Teddy Roosevelt. Once you've experienced God for yourself, no one will ever be able to change your mind about it. Friends or angels who lift you up, 
on your wings. Forget to fly. You are not a product of your circumstances. You're a product of your decisions. Consult God about everything. I don't let my age define me, but the side effects are getting harder to ignore. Where's my Bible? Right after this. Hello World Radio, brought to you by Greg Pat Ministries and the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 34 years and counting. God has blessed mightily. If you ever come to Fort Wayne, stop and visit us at The Cross. Small work, big heart, big ministry in so many ways. Hello, world. Also brought to you by this wonderful group of people at this wonderful Christian radio station. And I don't say that lightly. Seriously, it takes a lot. Just what I'm about to talk about here in Ezekiel. You're called. What is your calling? I so appreciate those who give so much for so little for the kingdom of God. Support Christian radio in your community. Pray for it every day and give as God directs. Well, with all the recent events, is it a wake-up call? Many are saying exactly that. It's time for us to wake up. Oz Guinness wrote a book called The Call. Have you, have you ever read that? Calling is the truth that God calls us to himself so decisively that everything we are, everything we do, and everything we have is invested with a special devotion and dynamism, lived out as a response to his summons and his service. Ezekiel was called, wasn't he? One can substitute the word sent, ordered, commission, or ordain. He, like all called people, could never choose to do anything else. They were created for this task, like a fish is made for the sea, like a bird for the air. A Baptist preacher felt compelled to speak out in the middle of a recent racial crisis in his small southern town. In a sermon, he charged his congregation with being more influenced by their surrounding southern culture than by the Bible they professed. When his board of deacons complained to him about his sermon, his reply was, Look, I'm a preacher. You pay me to preach the Bible, not what you or I think. You think I enjoy preaching like this? His board sat for a moment in silence. Then they applauded him and went on with their business. The pastor had reminded them that for him he was ordained, meant that he was under orders, that he was called by Almighty God. I know some of you are thinking, what does all of this have to do with me? been talking all week, Greg, about Ezekiel. I'm not a prophet. I'm not going on the mission field. I don't want to be a pastor. What's the point of this message? In the movie The Blues Brothers, a couple of ex-convicts wannabe musicians were trying to raise money for an orphanage. Most people have seen Blues Brothers. Anytime they were asked about their work, they had a standard response. We're on a mission from God. They always said it as if they really believed it. The very idea that two inept, unworthy human beings could be on a mission from God was, of course, the central joke of the whole movie. Here's the story of your life truly is. You, you're a Christian, then you are on a mission from God. God is calling you. 
God's calls are not exclusive to pastors and missionaries. He calls plumbers and managers as well. For that matter, he calls some to be electricians and doctors and lawyers and teachers and salespeople and housewives. He calls some to secular vocations, others to sacred vocations. Get that? A calling is not something reserved for those who are going into full-time Christian service. Granted, we don't hear much about calling anymore because our society is educated to think in terms of careers. A calling is something God chose for me. A career is something I chose for me. A career promises status and money and power, maybe. A calling generally promises trouble, all kinds of difficulty, even some suffering. But it's a mission, a mission from God, an opportunity to be used by God. A career is about upward mobility. A calling generally leads to downward mobility. A career ends with retirement and lots of toys. A calling isn't over until you die. The rewards of a career may be quite visible, but temporary. The results of a calling may never be seen on this side of heaven. Often we think that ministry requires a calling and the marketplace is choosing a career. That's not true. It is quite possible to turn a ministry into a career that focuses on advancement and achievement. On the other hand, it's quite possible to make a business a calling that is truly done to serve God and other people. This is good. It was the 11th century. King Henry III of Bavaria grew tired of the court life and the pressures of being a monarch. Yeah, the big cheese, the big kahuna. He made application to Prior Richard at a local monastery, asking to be accepted as a contemplative and spend the rest of his life there in the monastery. Your Majesty, said Prior Richard, do you understand that the pledge here is one of obedience? That will be hard because you have been a king. I understand that, said the king. The rest of my life I will be obedient to you as Christ leads you. Then I'm going to tell you what to do, said Prior Richard. Now, don't miss this, my Christian friend. I'm going to tell you what to do, said Prior Richard. Go back to your throne and serve faithfully in the place where God has put you. When King Henry died, a statement was written. The king learned to rule by being obedient. Obedience, that's the best way to show that you really believe. So what? Ezekiel was obedient to the call of God upon his life, was he not? Are you being obedient to the call of God upon your life? God can turn your career into a calling. Sometimes the end of a career is the beginning of a calling. At other times, God chooses to take people out of the security of their careers and call them into a Christian ministry. Since everyone has one, then let me ask you, what is your mission from God today? Is God trying to break through to you today? Is he waking you up to some specific calling? Do you need to humble yourself before God this day? You need to get in a posture to really hear from God. Or maybe you've heard from him and you know the call of God upon your life today, but somehow you fail to put it into action. Do you need to get serious today? about God's wake-up call for you. Well, we're going to switch gears now. A guy goes into a pet store. The sign says, Talking Dog for Sale. So the guy asks the dog, What have you done with your life? The dog says, I've had a, a full life. I, I rescued people in the Alps. 
served the country in Iraq on and on. The guy is flabbergasted. The man asked the store owner, why on earth would you get rid of an incredible dog like this? The store owner said, because he's a liar. He never did any of those things. <laughs> oh, Come on, smile, laugh. It's a, it's a good medicine. Hello, world comes your way east. Please join us tomorrow. It gets better. <laughs> That's the way it is. Thursday, November the 17th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.